Let's start with the good news. Even if you're not born with a genetic baseline of optimism, you can still become an optimist. And now the bad news is also good news. There are no bad news, at least not for an optimist. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's me again, Anna Yelen, your time expert. An unbreakable optimist and a visionist with a creative soul. I have written the audiobook called Have a Good Day, which you can find on www.thetimeexpert.ch. And I give speeches and workshops all around the world on the topic, the time we have and how we use it. And my thoughts about being an optimist is, to be an optimist is to look for the beauty in everything, in every moment, in every place, in everyone. First of all, thank you for listening. I wonder where you are right now. In the car or maybe at home in the kitchen? Are you outside going for a run? Well, I don't know. But wherever you are, I'm very happy that you are back. I'm, I'm still recording this from this tiny little yellow house in Sweden. It's a windy day, the autumn leaves are falling, the colours, they're beautiful, and next to me there is a little fire burning. Maybe, maybe you can even hear this. All very cosy. But let's start with our today's topic, how to be an optimist. But why am I, the time expert, talking about optimism? Because you will save time, simple as that. But also because my purpose in life is to help others live their greatest life possible through my coaching, speakings and writings. And that's why I'm doing this. It's always in our hands how we will react. That is for sure. So to be optimistic is all about how you react in a situation. And again, that has a lot to do with the mindset. And we can learn this. I love experimenting with the mindset. I see it as a joyful game and so can you. Actually, everything I say or try or do, I do it with a hint of joy. Because I think there is too much seriousness out there anyway. The podcast is built up like this. Just a few lines on the advantages of being an optimist. Some words about why optimism isn't the same as positive thinking. We carry on with some interesting facts on the difference between an optimist and a pessimist to see where you are in all this. And then, then I will share two personal stories of mine. The first, when I was in deep shit and how I came out of this with my inner optimism. And the second story is where I tell you about my six days where I specifically use this one tool I will give you today. First, what is the advantage of being an optimist? An optimist life is the contrary of a complicated life. It's simple, and I like simplicity in life. Who doesn't? Another advantage is you don't spend so much time worrying because you are less worried. You rather spend time focusing on solutions or new ideas and this makes you feel that you're moving on in life. Being an optimist just feels better. 
And the human is built on emotions. That means that feeling is a huge thing for us. And normally we want to feel good. Being an optimist is being mentally healthy, which is a huge advantage. And last but not least, an optimist achieves more if that is something you are thriving for. Remember, it doesn't matter how much your genetic baseline of optimism was or is, you can still get your level much higher than it is. Let's carry on with the next chapter. Optimism is not the same as positive thinking. That is very important to know when life is shit, and I will tell you a story about this later on, you will not be able to think, oh, my life is shitty right now, but come on, let's stay positive. No, 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 that's not going to work. It's about the attitude you have. And if you are rather an optimist, you will still be lying on your bed crying, but you will tell yourself, okay, that really is a shitty situation right now, but what can I do to get out of this? And you know that situation will not last forever. And you also know that it is up to you to make the difference. You know that it is in your hands to change the situation to the better. And that is when you take action. You will not stay in this situation for too long. And the difference is really about taking action and not just thinking positive. How is an optimist? An optimist has a positive attitude about life. An optimist accepts how it is. And an optimist can handle a lot. It's a person who is a curious person, someone who suffers less, someone who can give this good vibration to others. And sometimes an optimist might annoy others just because he or she is an optimist. But that is okay. Let's start with the difference between an optimist and a pessimist. The first huge difference is about the duration of a negative event. That's really interesting. The optimist sees this as a temporary event. He can brush it off and he's very talented in letting go. Therefore, the pessimist sees a negative event as permanent. He believes that his life is going to be like this. Self-pity and also the state of being a victim will be very strong for the pessimist. The second big difference is that if some difficulties have occurred, the optimist can disconnect this from other stuff. The pessimist thinks that this considers all areas of his life. And the third difference is about the result from external facts. Now let's say if someone is angry against an optimist, he might think, oh well, this person is having a bad day. But the pessimist, he takes it very personally. To conclude this, listen to the quote of Winston Churchill. He said, An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. A pessimist sees the difficulty in the opportunity. <laughs> Well, that's, that wasn't really good voice uh, change. But anyway, where are you in all this? My first story. My first story is about when my business was going down the hill. But in fact, it wasn't even on the hill. 
It was in my beginnings of my self-employment. I wanted to give workshops about time management, but I didn't have any understanding of entrepreneurial spirit. I had ideas, but no strategic thinking. I had even more ideas, but without any structure at all. And I had no clue how to sell my workshops. Short said it didn't work at all. I didn't make any money at all, not a penny. And I remember when I had to tell my landlord, my renter, that I did not know how to pay the rent. And that was a bad day. And shortly after that, my trustee guy, he told me that soon I will have to walk to the end of the theater street. I might explain to you what's in the end of the theater street where I live. The last house in the theater street is the insolvency office where you have to go and say that you are bankrupt. Well, yeah, another bad day. And after this meeting, I drove to my dearest friend Krista. We went for a walk and we talked. And you have to know she also is a strong optimist. That helped a lot. And in all the words we shared on this walk, I remember one feeling. I thought, but this is going to work. I don't know how, but it will. I just need more time. But I had this feeling that it's gonna work. So I called my trustee and told him this. And I said, I need more time. But he said, I like your willpower, but there is not much time left, Anna. How do you want to pay your bills? After this discussion, I hung up the phone, I took a sheet of paper and I wrote down 10 names of people I knew. I called each one of them and said something like, hey, don't you want a workshop on time management? Because as I said, I wasn't a good seller, so I have no idea how I really said all this. But in the end, I had one person, at least, who booked a workshop. I called my trustee and I said, Hey, in one month I will be able to pay the gas bill, the phone bill and half of the rent. And he said, we need more. So I kept on doing this, but just as much as I needed, because seriously, I hated to do these phone calls. I was ashamed to sell myself for my workshops. And luckily, in the coming years, I learned how to sell my business by reading books, by visiting sell workshops. But the biggest help of all was my husband, my dearest, dearest husband, because he made me believe in myself. And still today, I have a few people around me still giving me advices on how to make it better. And of course, by trying to applicate the learnings in my daily life. If I wouldn't have been an optimist that day, where it all mattered, when I went for the walk with Krista, I might just have stopped everything. Of course, it helped that this is the one thing I want to do. There is nothing else. I wanted to do workshops about time management. I wanted to speak about time. I saw it as my mission to wake people up and say, hey, look at the time you have. It's all there. It's all yours. What are you doing with it? How are you managing your time? 
and it was my mission and it still is. Always remember, as an optimist, you will always find solutions or other ways or new ways. And the best thing is, you will always restart if you have to. You can let things go and restart another thing. This is an enormous advantage to be able to restart again and again. I end this story with a quote from a big leader. Please forgive me, I I can't remember his name, but I remember what he said. He said, Optimism is an essential ingredient of innovation. How else can the individual welcome change over security, adventure over staying in safe places? Let's carry on with the next chapter, where I will give you the tool on how to become an optimist. In order to become truly optimistic, you have to learn it. And I will share with you one tool which you might have heard about before, but it's the one who had the biggest impact on me and maybe it will also have on you. What happened with me, I will tell you in a second with another Anna story. Now try to use this tool as an experiment. And here it is. Try not to complain and criticize for one week. And if you want to challenge you even more, do it for a month. And either way, you will feel the difference. And I just can't wait that you're going to feel this difference. Now let's get into this a bit deeper by telling you my second story and the result of one month without complaining. A few years ago, I have done this exercise, no complaining and no criticizing for one day. The impact was okay, but I still had it in my, in my mind that one day I'm going to really push it to a limit. And I thought one month without complaining, that may be hard but makeable. So one day I started the one month experiment without complaining or criticizing. It looked about like this. Day one. I remember it well. It was very hot outside, like really hot and sweaty. And in my mind, this thought came up. Oh dear, it's so hot today. And then I thought, hey, no, wait a minute. You're not allowed to think like this anymore. So I thought, hmm, yes, it's very hot today, but it's okay. And here it is. One of my favorite sentences. It's okay. It just calms everything down. And it can also be translated in he's okay, she's okay, or even I'm okay. And it gives everything a nice smoothness. Day two. I had to give a talk in the afternoon and I was there far too early and I thought, oh dear, so long to go. But stop, no, 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 Anna, no complaining. So it changed to so much time. That is perfect. I could have a look at my talk and prepare myself even better. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. I started to see the positive side in an event and not the negative one. Day three, I had to carry a lot of luggage and it was heavy. 
God, that is so heavy, would have been my thought. But now it was good for my muscles. And here again, I looked at it with another perspective from the positive side. Day four. My train had a problem and I came too late to a meeting. First I thought, oh dear, I'm going to be too late, that is so bad. But that was already a bit of complaining, isn't it? So I started to use another good tool. I looked at my situation and thought, come on Anna, it could be worse. And actually that is something which I've always done. Since a kid, often I've been thinking, it could be worse. It's looking at the situation with a worst case scenario. And suddenly you see that the situation you are in is not yet the worst case scenario. And that will make you feel good. It's quite paradox because here you might consider this as a pessimistic thinking because you are visualizing a worst case scenario. But it will actually show you that you are in a better situation in reality. Which, of course, makes you understand that the situation you are in could be worse and you will be in ease that it isn't like this. Day 5. The difference here to the last day is that the event has not yet occurred. It is in the future and my thoughts are worried. And I'm visualizing a worst-case scenario because I'm preparing myself for a difficult conversation I'm going to have in a few hours. I'm worrying, and I'm worrying about something which lies in the future. But today, I have to tell myself, stop thinking of what could go wrong, rather about what could go right. And this is a game changer. I tell you, it really is a game changer. I repeat the phrase, stop thinking of what could go wrong, rather about what could go right. Now you are visualizing in a positive way. Day number six. Another speech is on my agenda, but this time it is a big one on a stage with microphone and music and applause and many people and all of this. And I always tend to get very, very nervous before speech, which actually is good, but it's not always easy because I might think, oh God, are they really going to like it? And is my speech really good enough? And when you think like this, it's going to make you want to go home, seriously, or you want to hide yourself. Or you want to make yourself invisible. All very common thoughts I've have had before a speech. And it's just making the nervousness even bigger. And that, that is when you will start vomiting or feeling really sick. <laughs> God, oh, I'm just thinking about it. I've really experienced all this. But from this night on, it changed. Because of this one tool not to complain. I remember sitting in the small little room you are before you get on the stage. And there was an interview on the stage and I was coming after this. So there you are, all by yourself, with all your thoughts. And you wait and your heart goes boom, 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 boom. So the thoughts were there. But this night I had to change my inner talk to myself. 
instead of worrying and feeling even more nervous, I went like this. I said, come on, I, I have given this speech a few times and I've always inspired at least some of the people. It's time to do my best because that is all I can do. Give my best. And also, come on, Anna, enjoy this. You know you love it when you're starting speaking. The moment you are on, you are on. So now go and hit the stage and rock it. Now I tell you what happened after those thoughts. I got so freaking exciting that I just wanted to get out on this stage. I was starting to giggle. I was starting to jump up and down. And and I smashed my torso with my hands, you know, like this, which was really weird because I've never done this before. And that was the moment when I thought, wow, that is how it should be. Being nervous is good, but not the one including vomiting. It should be like this one right now. And I was so excited. And that was the day I changed my inner talk when I'm nervous before getting on a stage. I did understand that it is so important in which manner you talk to yourself and to be kind to yourself. And that has a lot to do to be an optimist. The result of this month is I carried on because that is how I want to live. Because everything is easier and has a better ending. And it is just so much more fun as well. Now let's end this podcast with two interesting facts, which will give this tool even a more importance. Fact number one is your thoughts create your actions. And if your actions are done with the goodwill, others will feel your optimism as well. And that's when the good loop is taking off. That's when a new journey starts. And I will be so happy for you to experience this. Try it. Please try it just to feel the difference. It it will really change a lot. Now, the second fact is we know today that our words or thoughts have a huge impact. Let's take the experiment that Masaru Emoto did. He exposed music, spoken words, pictures and videos to water. After that, he crystallized the water. The result was that he always observed beautiful, beautiful crystals after giving good words like thank you, happiness, love, gratitude and so on. On the other hand, he observed disfigured crystals in the opposite situation with the bad words. He believes that everything is a combination of energetic vibration. And now imagine that our body is filled with 60% of water. Our optimistic thoughts have for sure a positive influence and a positive impact on our body and health. Now that is all for today, my dear listeners out there. And I hope you liked this one. And if you know anyone who would enjoy this podcast, please feel free to share it. And that would be great. And always, always feel free to leave a comment. 
I'm looking forward to be back in your ear again next week. Take care and bye for now. <laughs>